0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Label Clothing Company. Uh, They have been a huge supporter of mine for many years now. And anytime you see me wearing a dress shirt or a suit, it is from them. Uh, Everything is custom made. And anyone who knows me knows I hate wearing suits and I hate wearing dress shirts. I not only look dapper, but the clothes feel great and uh, wear really well. So anyone in the need of a custom suit, definitely hit them up. You can find them online at Label.co. What is up, everybody? Today, I am joined by my friend and colleague, Marianne Bennett, founder and CEO of Element Music. Marianne is beyond a wealth of knowledge. She has curated and built a legacy brand here in New York that caters to the highest end of the high in the event industry, uh, whether it's performing with celebrities, for celebrities, or at some of the top weddings in the world literally she has done it and she really opens up marianne is not a public person she flies uh, very close to the vest and she was totally honest and open about her business in a way that i don't know if she's ever been before and it was really an honor and a joy to speak with her most importantly uh, marianne gave one piece of advice that i know um, i will now keep with me for the rest of my life and she said The more you make it about the art and the craft, the greater you will be at anything you do. And I can't agree with her more. She is a absolute gem of a human being, and it is with great honor and pleasure that I bring you my interview with Marianne. So without further ado, here we go. What is up, everybody? I'm so excited to be here today Mm -hmm. with my friend, Marianne Bennett of Element Music, and um, for those of you who are watching at home, I, I don't know how to begin to describe uh, what Marianne did this morning, but we did walk into a private concert, basically. Um, I mean, there was like eight or nine pieces, mm-hmm. and it was just a, a privilege and an honor for her to share uh, that piece of what she does with us. Um, and I can't tell you I've been looking forward to this uh, since you reached out and Benny reached out. Uh, it was eight weeks ago to be able to talk to you. Um, someone in our industry who I've always admired, respected, and looked up to. And I'm just genuinely thrilled to be able to pick your brain today. Thank you. Um, Now to get into it with you. (laughs) There's so much I want to talk to you about because I feel that you've uniquely differentiated yourself in a very cluttered industry. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing your name. Because Mm -hmm. I know when I hear your name, clients appreciate good things and Mm -hmm. are willing to spend on those good things. Um, So if you could, just give us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and then we can get into the whole business
1: side of it. Sure. Well, who I am, I'm Marianne. (laughs) I'm a regular girl who loves music and I love producing music. And it's my passion and it's something that I've spent most of my life involved in in some shape or form, whether it's singing, writing um, producing. So who I am is a, a girl who's a huge fan of great songs, great hits, great music. And I love performing it. And, and I love the relationship I have with musicians and singers and talented people to help me build music. That's who I am. I guess I'm a music producer.
0: Yeah. And I saw that today Well mm-hmm. and it was cool because, you know, at a wedding, I don't get to see that because mm-hmm. you know, we're, I'm in mode, you're in mode, right? I right. get to know you on a much deeper level today. But mm. as your musicians were playing, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you literally jump on the floor, your hands would go up and, <laughs> I, and now I'm asking your assistant to right. to translate right. to me what's happening. What's happening mm-hmm. You know, And I'm seeing you're like, this person go up higher and this person go lower. And I'm like, wow. And then she's explaining to me that that's how you work the day of the wedding. right? Because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, as you change that pitch, mm-hmm. um, you have a different feel. right? And, and then you, all of a sudden you look at me and you go, now watch, listen to this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. Well, and you're like, oh, your energy is going to come up. And I felt it. Like mm-hmm. literally inside, I felt my energy come up. Exactly. And then you brought it down. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it's like, wow. And I went on that ride with
1: you. And mm-hmm. like you said, you
0: took That's me on exactly an experience. That's exactly what it is. It's
1: a ride. It's yeah. a, taking people on a ride musically. Whether it's you want to take them on a, a ride for dancing and creating high energy for dancing, partying, or if you want to have them feel something you know, feel something intimate, feel mushy inside. Like if you're seeing two people get married, I want the 250 people witnessing that to feel mushy, to feel it. So the music does that. The music should score a ceremony or it should get people dancing and feeling like they can sing and dance and have fun. So that's all that journey. And it has to be something that's done through passion and feeling other people. I don't know how to explain it. It's a different... It
0: was spiritual. Honestly, like it, it was mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it, there was like a, 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 a literally like a, a, an emotion. Like mm-hmm. I, and I and I'm, and now I was really keyed into it, you know, mm-hmm. as as you're you're explaining what you're doing. And right. I was like, Whoa, this is there's mm-hmm. something to that, you know, like I'm like, Wow, now I feel that. Yeah. And it, it created a feeling inside me. And I can only imagine, you know, if I were a prospective client and I'm seeing that, mm-hmm. the amount of feeling now is or if I'm a father. Mm-hmm. thinking about my daughter walking down the aisle mm-hmm. and you're saying, hey, key into this moment. Watch as the music drops uh, let down. Let me
1: and, drop it down. And
0: I might even start crying. You know, like I exactly it, it produce tears.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> yeah. We're here to be in the moment. And, you know, it's interesting. I just want to say like music is part of the picture of an event. There's an event has many, many components to it. And what I do is I have to make all of the other components make sense. Mm. In other words, you you figure in the event industry, people spend a year or to a year and a half planning one day, right? So what I do is I take all of those plans and I help bring them to life. And it's so musically, I look at an event from that perspective as to, how am I going to make, if I have a, a young girl and a young guy and they're getting married, how am I going to have people leaving thinking that it was about them?
2: Mm.
1: Not about me. It's not about me. It's about them. So the music is supposed to take all of their guests on that on that journey or on that ride of those two people. So starting with the ceremony, you want them to feel what they feel. If I am a man watching my bride walk towards me down the aisle, every person in that room should feel what he's feeling. Mm. And that's what music is supposed to do. And so getting back to who I am, I'm, I'm a producer. I, I want everyone to have that experience. If people are leaving talking about me, I want them talking about the, the bride and the groom and how this was about them. And oh my God, that was so who they are. And that's to me kind of what my role is, if that makes sense. I
0: mean, to- totally, mm-hmm. and I think there's a beauty to that because you take the center of focus away from yourself and put it on everybody else. And right. I, I think I said to you earlier today, you are the most under the radar successful person <laughs> in the wedding industry because you don't ever make it about right. you. You put your ego aside and make it about right. your, right. And, and I saw that today with you working with your talent, mm-hmm. it was all about them. Mm-hmm. How do I make them, I saw it, I'm watching you as a business owner, I'm thinking she wants them to look their best, right? How can right. I make them the best? Am I doing that,
1: exactly. it makes everyone the best. You know what's interesting is, I guess being a music fan, I have the honor and the pleasure of getting to perform the greatest songs ever written. Whether it be a classical piece, or an Earth, Wind & Fire song. Like, I don't take any song for granted. If I'm playing a Cardi B song right now, she's the hottest thing, and there's a reason for it. And I have the pleasure of doing my take on that music. And so I feel like I I want to honor the people that I'm playing it for, and I want to honor, honor the songs themselves. I want to make them the best they can be. I don't. I don't mind playing the same song that, everyone wants to hear. I have I love that. I don't mind playing something that's different that they haven't heard in a while. Like maybe, you know, um I'll have a couple that has interest in alternative rock or they have interest in something that's not as typical as you may hear. I love that as well. All of it's good because these songs were hits for a reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's it's fun. It's fun to do it. It's fun to sing it. It's fun to dance to it. It's fun, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: And I saw you having fun today mm-hmm. while you were producing, mm-hmm. yeah. and I know I saw your energy too. And I know it's Monday, <laughs> and it's Monday, <laughs> it's Monday. Oh my goodness! Yes. Yeah. Where does that come from?
1: Where does my the drive the drive? Yeah. You know, I think it comes from it. I, it comes from how I feel about. I love relationships and I love people, but I'm 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 like a shy person, mm. so. I think it comes from this is my way to communicate. My drive is me communicating. It's how I put myself out there. My drive for singing, my, my drive for producing, my drive for making relationships, all of that is how I communicate because I'm not a big center of attention person. So I think it's kind of my language. Music is my language. Um, producing is my language. And connection, I love... Meeting people, especially in this like what you and I are doing right now. I love this yes. because we're connecting and of course. You know, you and I had the pleasure of chatting before and talking to each other about what's going on with each other. And I like that. It's fun. So I don't know if I'm answering your question, but
0: No, you are that's, that's the yeah, determination yeah.
1: Yeah. is to connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I, when you're a child, mm-hmm. is this what you Ooh. want to Yeah. <laughs> so You know, I think who we are as adults in large part, you know, Mm -hmm. is a reflection of our childhood, you know, and for me, Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I talk about it on my show, I grew up, um, uh, I was blessed to have a father who was not born in this country. Is what I like to say mm-hmm. you know, because he came here without speaking English. And Where was he born? 10. He was born in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So even though it's you know part of the United States, I always right. say he immigrated here, which is technically wrong. He migrated to, mm-hmm. to New York, but um, he came here without speaking the language. You know, mm-hmm. he's twenty two years old, fifth grade education, uh, oldest of nine, nine. 10, I don't know how many kids mm-hmm. there are. There's a lot of them, but you know, right. um, he had to drop out of school when he was uh, ten years old to provide for his family. Mm-hmm. So I inherently know that the work ethic and the pride I put into what I do is a direct descendant of being his son
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: because my dad, whether he had the flu or he was never really sick anyway, but mm-hmm. um, you know, he was a standard 80 hour a week guy and his job yeah. was to be able to provide, um, you know, uh, to put us through school. You know, mm-hmm. for me it was like, you know, when I the day I graduated college, his words to me were, you know, he's got a he's got a heavy accent. He goes, Tony, I, <laughs> I never I never thought I would uh, <laughs> I would have a son like you who graduated college. You know, and I was like, you don't realize it, you know. Mm. I mean, so so for you, like as a child, did you see yourself? Was it was it always going to be? Um, the entrepreneur was it going to be, or more so, uh, I wanted to be an artist and then an entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial endeavors were secondary to that.
1: It's interesting. As a child, I just thought about singing. Mm. I loved singing songs, love, love, love singing songs. And I did have some pretty major opportunities as a singer when I was very young. And, um, I walked away from a pretty big opportunity because of that spotlight. And it's interesting. Mm, I have to tell you a really interesting (laughs) story because, and you're going to appreciate this. I went to a wedding a few weeks after walking away from this potential opportunity. And I went to a wedding at the Pierre Hotel. Ah. And there was a Hank Lane band playing there. (laughs) And I was watching. I was like, wow, that's so fun. And I called them a few days later. And I started as a singer at that company. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, And then eventually I... Did my own thing. But um, there's something about, for me, if you're going back to when I was a child, I love music and I love performing it. And the business piece came later. The business piece came really like kind of how am I going to make the music better? Mm. If I'm going to make the music better for me, then I need to do business better. Mm. I have to learn business because having my business skill down is going to make the music better. So I'm constantly balancing those two things. Because being an artist and a business person, you know, you're an artist. It's, we have our passion and we have the things that interest us visually in your case, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. And how are we going to see our vision happen, but make it business worthy? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's. We're
0: for, I always tell people, you know, there's a huge difference. We're for profit, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with that, uh-huh. um, but we're for profit. and And I always say that. I feel like especially in this industry there's a lot of people who don't have the business chops. Right. But they so it's a glorified hobby is what I like. They're right. hobbyists who who mm-hmm. play in this field because if you're not making money it's not necessarily a business. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a million talented artists, but a lot of them don't have what you have, mm-hmm. right? And that's the ability to blend the artistry with the business acumen with the business. and and that that is in itself I think very 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 that's rarefied. Because you have a yeah. lot of people who could sh- maybe show up and sing for four hours but mm-hmm. can never handle the operations that right. you do.
1: And, and like I think like anything else, it's about balance. So you have to always know it's this simple. You can't let business compromise the artistry and you can't let the artistry compromise the business. That's it.
0: That's a quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a- it's that
1: simple. Yeah. So if this is making this less than it needs to be, Then you got it, this has, it's constantly balancing that. But if this is making this not work, then you have to figure out how to make the art work in terms of business. So I think it's a balancing act all the time because also how I see things change and how what I want to achieve changes. So I have to look at the art and then see how to apply it with the business and vice versa. So
0: So, something always uh, comes to mind is I, I see or I think publicly people see a, a finished product, you know, they right. see MBO, M- 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 Marianne Bennett orchestra's mm-hmm. element music right here now in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know from starting from nothing, living at home with my parents, that's not to where I am now. There was a lot in between there, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the journey to get from the point journey. A, right? Me, right? Um, what was that like for you? Because I know now your name is synonymous with luxury. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, uh, and just to differentiate for people watching, I think there's a difference between, high, uh, we talked about this, there's high end mm-hmm. and then there's a luxury market. Mm-hmm. And the luxury market is the top, you know, 2% of the entire market
1: in the United right. States.
0: And, mm-hmm. um, and that's rare, rarefied air. You know, you're doing the, you know, people who have 500,000 plus budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what was the the catalyst? At what point did you say, hey, I'm onto something here? And what was that like for you? Where you said, hey, I, I see I'm tapping into something different here.
1: My answer is going to surprise you. I've never said that to myself. Really? Yeah. I, um, I've never thought, okay, I'm, I'm in this zone now where I've gotten, it's day to day to day for me. Like every day I'm just, it's about the work. I and I don't mean the work, like hard work. Uh-huh. I mean about uh-huh. the work that I put out yep. and where it lands me is, I think I'm, I'm blessed because of where it has landed me. But I haven't thought about it that way. And mm. I and I think I should maybe. You know, it's like interesting that you're saying that because I appreciate the question. Um, but I never was saying to myself, okay, how am I going to get here? How am I going to get there? It's more what I want to achieve and what type of work I want to put out. Mm. So what's great about the luxury market is it allows me to put out the type of work that I want to do. It allows me to be creative. It allows me to explore new ways of doing music, doing presentation, all the things that we do to make an event great. So.
0: And I, and I appreciate that. And it's mm-hmm. funny. I had a, a, just in conversation someone recently was like, you know, Marion needed a band, uh, a, um, a stage square footage requirement. Mm-hmm. I said, well, would you order a, Fer- a Ferrari without the engine? <laughs> you know, but, but people are like, Thank and you. I, yeah. and no, but it's the truth because, why would she put her band in a place where they're not gonna present well? So then four hundred right. people. Right. But that that that's a testament to mm-hmm. her fortitude in her brand is mm-hmm. that she's only gonna put out the best version of herself. Right. She's not gonna put out a subpar version. No. Because then everyone's gonna walk away and go, you know, we saw that. And and I think to applaud you, there's a commitment and a dedication. And to be able to maintain that mm-hmm. is what really does say volumes about the brand itself. Because mm-hmm. it's very easy to say, okay, I'll take the job. Maybe I'll make a few less dollars or
1: I'll make more money. Right, right. But
0: in the bigger scheme of things, you're actually devaluing your, your, your core brand.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny. I've, I've had that question asked of me about the footprint that I take and I have had clients that have come to me before, we are finalizing whether they're bringing me in or not because they're getting some logistical things straightened out. And I'm very honest with them that you're bringing me in for to do something that I need. I need my tools. And without my tools, yes, I can do something cool and great. But if you're looking for X, Y, and Z, I need certain things in place in order for me to do it. So it may seem as though I'm not flexible, but I'm actually protecting them mm. because if they've seen me somewhere... And now I'm being brought in. And let me just say, if I have a client come to me saying, I want you to scale down your show, then I'll take that smaller footprint. Mm-hmm. But if they're expecting the whole thing, that small footprint, I I'm not doing the right thing by them. Yes. So um so and, and nine out of ten times, then they'll figure it out. You know, they'll figure out how to get that footprint. Uh, so
0: And I think what was really interesting about what you were talking about in terms of dedication to work, right? Mm-hmm. I always talk about people are so goal oriented. Like I want to make X or I want to do, you right. know? and I fall into that category myself. And sometimes I have to check it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but we lose sight of the process, mm-hmm. which is really that: what does it take to get to where we are? And I right. feel like that's where the substance of your character is made, mm-hmm. right? And it's through the failures, through the fortitude, through the process of achieving those goals. Mm-hmm. And what you made, what you said, really made me think of that because you weren't never thinking of the goal of I want to be the top luxury wedding band in the world or right. you know, however you want to frame right. it. It was, I just want to produce an, an amazing quality product Great. that yeah. is that. Right. And then the end result becomes mm-hmm. that. But the process is where you focused your attention. Mm-hmm. You weren't like, hey, I just need to become that. It was, I'm going to dedicate myself to that process so much. Right. I'm going to produce such a high level product right. that there's no, it's undeniable. I like mm-hmm. to say that that we, you know, we can put ourselves, we can frame our work in a position where it becomes undeniable, mm-hmm. where you dedicate so much time and so much passion to that, Mm -hmm. to that process, that the end result, of course, is going to be success. You've put yourself in a place where you're undeniable.
1: And there's another piece to it, which um, I think it's fair to say anyone who is not in the event industry may not understand what it takes to be in the event industry. So to be in the event industry, you are working on your craft, whether it be on the business side, on the client side, on, in your case, if it's you know, whatever your process is to get the work done, the art done, for me, it's music, for you, it's photography. It's time consuming. Mm -hmm. We are spending a lot of time doing what we do. All of us that are in this industry, whether we're designers, photographers, musicians. So I will say, you have to love this, number one, because I spend hours and hours and hours doing this work. And it's because I love it. So the reason I'm mentioning that is now that's why it goes back to day to day. I have to love it to be able for you to love it. And so being here at eight in the morning, being until 11 o'clock at night, if that's what I need to do to get it to where I want it, I'm loving it while I'm doing it. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm in it. I'm in it. So, I mean, I think it's the same for you. We can put in how many hours a week. Yes. Um, but I'm never going home thinking, "Wow, that was too much." So
0: I leave going home thinking it wasn't. I, you know, I'm from the pursuit of the thought and mindset of it was never enough. Right. And yeah, that's my right, problem. You know, right.
1: Like the day goes by fast, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think we're really lucky. I think any of us who are artists and get to do it every day, we're the luckiest people. Yeah. And um, there are people that are artists that are not doing what they love. They have some mm. kind of job that they don't love, and we get to do it every day. So also the trick, I think, is always finding that in the work. So what is it that I'm going to connect myself? I've, I've had brides bring me songs that I don't love, and then I listen to it, and I find what I love about it, mm. and then I love it. Mm. And now when I'm doing it, I, it's like my favorite. It's like my favorite song to sing, whereas maybe three months ago, I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's fun.
0: I mean, one other thing I noticed while, while I was here today is you have a really, really great company culture here. So I got to yeah. interact with your staff a little bit mm-hmm. more intimately. Obviously, I've known Benny for a while. Um, I think, you know, we, we spend more time with our team. I used to word the word family. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I learned that when you refer to your team as family, you can't fire them because you can't fight. <laughs> <you> f- so <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've rephrased that concept. Team is a much better word because yes. there's a you know, head coach, captain, and I agree. Yeah, I everyone agree. has a different role. Mm-hmm. Um, I played that at the Tony Robbins seminar. He said, "When you refer to this family, you can't fire your mom." Yeah, yeah. right, and right. I have my mom in my office, so I, I know I, I can't, I can't, I can't fire my mom. She's a
1: permanent she's employee.
0: A, she's a permanent <laughs> fixture. Um, so it's funny when I hire, I say, you know, they said, "Is there anything we should know?" I said, "My mom is. Uh, she handles all the back end of the business, and if if you don't like her, it's a problem because <laughs> she's, she's here to stay." So, um, uh, but, you know, from, I noticed, and I'm assuming your clients were treated the same way I was when I walked in, right? Mm-hmm. I was greeted welcomed mm-hmm. um benny's fantastic your mm-hmm. system was fantastic everyone was and, and your musicians were happy to be here which yeah. i'm like you know it's monday right like yeah. i i know we all are tired we yeah. and this was you know, for prefacing this we're shooting this on june 24th june 22nd is one of the end is of the, just sum- nice of the year? nights <laughs> of the year just factual it's end of summer mm-hmm. first weekend of summer it is every year crazy right mm-hmm. so i know you're tired i know mm-hmm. you know we're, we're all feeling it but everyone was like thank you for doing this mm-hmm and it kind of took me back for a second because I was like, what do you mean? Thank, thank you for coming mm-hmm. in and doing it. No, they're like, thank you. And, you know, <laughs> I'm like, cool. So you've obviously done something here to curate not just talented musicians, mm-hmm. but people who are appreciative of the opportunity. And I believe Dominic, right? Mm-hmm. One of your singers came to me and he goes, man, I really appreciate the opportunity. I was like, what opportunity? He's like, the opportunity to do this for you. Yeah. I was like, no, thank you for doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, And I like to hire within my company people who appreciate the opportunity to right. work for our brand. I mean, it's taken time, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years to figure out the kind of culture I want to implement in my business. But I see you did that here. Mm-hmm. And is that something that you've been in tune with? Because it, it is very noticeable.
1: So it's kind of the same as what I was just explaining to you about the the time that goes into it. So – into doing this work. Mm-hmm. So this whole crew that's here, we're in it together all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is naturally you bring, you attract, if you will, people mm-hmm. who have that same mindset that you have. I'd love to say I have some magic wands and I know, you know, how to get these types of people. I'm on one hand, I'm just super lucky. And Benny's great. Cause he's, you know, he runs my day to day every day. And he's such an upbeat just amazing person. And I think that what we bring, that's what we attract is how I believe it. Mm-hmm. So um using Dominic as an example. He's a young up and coming artist. He's super talented and I believe in him and he knows that I see something in him. So for him, he's just so happy to have these opportunities. You know, that's, that's an artist. That's an artist wanting to make it happen. So my team is great. I love them. They're in it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and maybe, maybe even Sunday. Of course. Can you imagine? Yeah. They're amazing.
0: When did you really start to dig in and curate that talent? Because obviously, you see something in these artists, right? Like, right. And I, and I saw it. Like I saw Dominic perform, right. and I was like, "It's Robin Thicke meets Justin Bieber." Yeah. You amazing. Know, like he's got the the look, the feel, the vibe, mm-hmm. the the whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, but obviously, you see something in those people, maybe yes. that they don't even notice or see in themselves yet.
1: Mm-hmm. I have always seen things in people in their early stages of development. So um there's a term called artist development. Mm-hmm. All the record labels used to have artist development departments. And Billy Joel, for example, Billy Joel wasn't Billy Joel in the beginning. He developed. He became what he is, right? Now he's sold out Madison Square Garden probably more than any artist on the planet, I, I believe. So beginning of his career, he was developing. So someone saw that, and that's kind of what I am. I can see it in those early stages. So I am I work with them in developing them. Um, they put their own time in, obviously. We've had quite a few artists that have come through here during their early stages and now they're, you know, doing major things in the industry, the music industry. So I think it's a, a talent of mine is to see it. Before they've been developed, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm lucky for that. Dominic's fantastic. You'll see him later. I've, I've, I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen him before, yeah.
0: but I'm always curious about. Did, is that something that just innately came to you, or at one point we were like, "Hey, I see the the uh, upside in bringing in young talent, and then developing that, and then weeding out from there." Mm-hmm. Or do you see something in them, and you just know? Instant, I know. Instant, it. You look at them, you say,
1: mm-hmm. "I've had various artists through the years that sometimes I'll." Have people say to me, "What are you doing?" And I just just trust me, just wait, mm. just wait. And those people become really something. It's I think it's also you feel it in them. You can feel it that they mm-hmm. they have it. it's It's hard to explain, but um, and I've had some that I can see something in, and I know they've got it, but if they don't have the work ethic, so it's not just <laughs> talent, it's the work ethic.
0: It's funny. There's a great book. It's uh, Talent is overrated, right? Mm -hmm. It talks about there's so much greatness in the world. Like you could have these Mm -hmm. great physical attributes. But if you can't show up consistently, none of that matters Mm -hmm. because ultimately the person who shows up on a daily consistent basis will always beat the person who just has talent. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, because um, talent fails when – I'm butchering the quote. But something Mm -hmm. to the effect of hard work always beats out talent. When mm-hmm. talent fails to show up because some days exactly. talent will show up and hard work exactly. always will. You know, and I always reference, there's a, 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 a big sports analogy mm-hmm. business guy and um, Steph Curry, right? NBA superstar and all that mm-hmm. stuff. People don't realize that from the age of 10, his dad was a professional basketball player. And um, for whatever reason, he loved shooting hoops. Mm-hmm. So this kid would be on the basketball court from 10 years old, mm-hmm. traveling around the world with his dad, right. taking practice shots. And people would come in and mm-hmm. at age 14, and they'd, he had this uncanny dedication. So he would have to sh- swoosh five free throws <laughs> and, grow, and he wouldn't leave the gym. Now that right. could take 20 hours, Right, he would not. And still to this day practices right. that. And so is he the most talented or is he the hardest working person in the room? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I see it with us when we try to bring in people and they go, Oh, I have to work every weekend yeah, bro. Like you have to work every weekend. It's the event business. Mm -hmm. You'll have some weekend offs inherently, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you're giving up weekends. And then they look at me and they go, when was the last time you took a weekend off? I'm like, took off? Off? Off. (laughs) I was like, uh, 1998. What does
1: that mean? (laughs) And they go,
0: what, 1998? And I said, yeah, that's when I was a junior in college. Mm -hmm. And they go, what do you mean? I said, well, I go away when I don't have work. I don't actually take off. So there's a difference. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you mean no vacations? No, no, no. I'm like you said you wanted to be a business owner and that, well, this is the sacrifices right. you make in this industry. Right. If not, maybe go get a nine to five, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, whatever it is, but people lose out on the fact that, and, and, and I see it in you when you start talking about, I was here 16 hours today. Mm-hmm. That's work.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: and, it, and it's putting in that work and that labor that I think is the path to success and greatness is the dedication to that yes, work. Even the days you don't want to show up.
1: Yep. You, you gotta know, keep going. It,
0: yeah. You have to push through that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you always like that? Yeah. yeah, I've always been that way. It's, I don't know, like, I, I, let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you. So you get up in the morning, uh, before I even wake up, it's already starting, <laughs> right? So, right? So yeah. it's already, okay, so what am I going to do with this? Gonna, and it starts and the brain just starts going, the ideas are flowing. So I got to go to it. Yep. You know, it's, it's, I'm going to use songwriting as an example, Mm -hmm. because songwriting, sometimes you get musical ideas in your head, in your sleep, or it's when you're in the most downtime, the most silent time. You have to get up and do it. You can't let that idea go away and forget it for the next, you know, when you're now in front of a piano, for example. So when the ideas come, you have to go to it. That's where it comes from is, okay, let's say I have Mr. and Mrs. Smith getting married and they have something unusual that they need or want done at their event. And right out of the gate, I'm like, hmm, I got to think about it. And then when I'm not thinking about it, the idea comes, I got to get to it. Mm -hmm. I got to, boom, I got to get in there, make it happen, whether I'm reproducing a song or doing something visually, you know, just get to it. So that's to me how business is. You never know when, right? You never
0: know. You, you, it's funny, you never know. And, mm-hmm. I, and I always tell, you know, I tell my team, we are a reflection of our last performance, mm-hmm. you know, and i tell you a funny musical story about mm-hmm. like you never know. So I have a very good friend who's very good friends with John Legend. Mm-hmm. So we're at a, a wedding and uh, the band was playing one of his songs, mm-hmm. all of me, right? So she uh, she videotapes the guy singing it. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a random wedding band, I won't say who. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the guy comes up to her and goes, Why'd you videotape me singing that song? She goes, Well, John's a really good friend of mine. And every time somebody butchers his music, I send it to him. <laughs> and the guy starts laughing. And I'm like, No, 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 no. Bro, she's he, he's serious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, and he looks at me and goes, And I said, Hey, man, I'm like, You know, whether you, whenever you do something, you should do it at your full ability or 100%. He goes, why do you say that? I said, now, nah, let me ask you a question. If John Legend saw that song and he was moved by it or he said, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this guy did a better job singing it than I did. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time he goes on tour, he needs a new backup singer and he references that thing. Mm-hmm. And that's your big in. He goes, I never looked at it that way. I'm like, well, that's how the universe works, my mm-hmm. man. And I said, unfortunately, that's not what happened. But right, <laughs> less, right. less, less lesson learned. Right. And he goes, she really doesn't know him, does she? I'm like, no, she really does. Um, mm-hmm. And you just never know. You, you never know, I mean? know. You never know who's who you're going to. Oh, sorry, you never know who, who's going to be that one person. Over. And
1: that's where going back to honoring the songs. Mm. So someone said that to me a long time ago: honor the songs, no matter who's listening to them. Honor the music. It's it was a very valuable lesson for me, and and so then you're always doing your best because you're honoring the music. Does that make sense? A
0: thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because you're you're singing songs written by some of the greatest people that have ever yeah we're remembered. really lucky and showing honor to that i think is is, is it's a beautiful thing not mm-hmm. just you know from a more from the artistic standpoint but yeah. and then obviously it interconnects directly with the business standpoint because mm-hmm. in doing that and honoring that you're producing a best version of yourself
1: exactly exactly it's fun it's all cool
0: so w- when, when Marianne wakes up in the morning, right, I want, I want to like, I want to know where the drive, where does it, it has to, it comes from somewhere. It, it like where, <laughs> I'm not letting you off the hook. You <laughs> want to know
1: what, I, I, do I you want to know, know what I'm driven for?
0: Like Where that drive comes from. Where it comes yeah, from. Yeah, that pursuit of excellence. Like, like I can tell you for me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's for me, it's, I wake up and I say, if I don't give my all, I'm not honoring my father. Like right. that truly for me is my motivating factor God. in life. One thousand percent, no questions asked. My dad dedicated his life so that I could be where I'm sit- You know, I wouldn't be sitting in this mm-hmm. seat today mm-hmm. if he didn't do what he did, put me through the education. You know what I mean? I was right. a- afforded the opportunity to go to NYU from somebody who didn't graduate fifth grade. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just a fucking amazing story to me. You know, and that yeah. to me is if he sacrificed that much of his life and that much of his time – well, I I cannot give anything less than my best 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm truly dishonoring his legacy and his name. Mm-hmm. So any time I feel like I don't want to get up to work, I think about well, my dad probably felt that way a lot because right. he was he was a laborer, you know, he was in the union. And I'm sure his body hurt, you know, and, his, and, and he was tired and he, you know, he was stressed, but he never made an excuse. To this day mm-hmm. my dad has never complained mm-hmm. about working, you know, right. even recently um, you know, I have a, a side project I've always done and, uh, he always helps me with it. And like six months ago, he's got 102 fever, flu, mm-hmm. coughing, sick. Oh. No, he, he came and I couldn't yeah. get rid of him. And really, he I mean, I almost it. 80 and he was just there doing it with mm-hmm. me. And he's like, I'm not going home. I'm like, dad, you're like actually really sick. You got to go home. And he's like, no.
1: So you know what that is, right? Sorry to get mushy on you, mm-hmm. but that's love. Yeah. You know, that's love. And that's that that's the driving force for everything.
0: So you'd say yours is
1: love. Mine is totally love. It's and and I, I'm gonna sound like some spiritual weirdo, but <laughs> um, I've been blessed with a singing voice and the capability to write songs and to be able to sit here and talk to and talk to you. You know, so to me, it's like I'm I'm really lucky, and I got to take this wherever it's gonna take me. That's what it is. It's I got to see this through. I don't know where I'm going to land. I don't have a a plan for where I'm landing. I just have to see it through. So that when I look back, I've done everything. That with the gifts that I've been given. That's honestly what it is. I mean, I have beautiful parents. Um, I have an amazing family and I love my time with them. And my work is my work. Mm. They're separate for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I treat them both the same is I'm like, I'm so lucky to be a mom. I'm so lucky to have a son that I adore and I'll do everything I can for him. And I'm going to do everything I can for this because Mm. I need to see it through. I wish it was a more exciting answer, but that's really honestly what it is. I want to look back and be proud of it and and don't feel like I've compromised myself or compromised my abilities or... I don't know. And yeah, also, I think there's
0: a beautiful lesson in that is yeah. that, you know, dedicating yourself to the process to produce an amazing product mm-hmm. in and of itself can be a hugely motivating factor, mm-hmm. taking out the economic goal out of it. Right. right? It's right. not just, hey, I want to make seven figures next year. Right. It's, I'm going to produce an amazingly great product, far mm-hmm. beyond what my competitors may be doing and putting more time into it than that. And just and, something
1: and, I'm proud of. Proud of mm-hmm. yeah, that you
0: can walk away at the end of the night and say that you gave 100% of your energy. Right, and, exactly. Uh, and sometimes 100%, I always say, it's interesting in, in our industry, sometimes 100% may not be good enough for certain people, mm-hmm. but at least if I know I gave that client 100% of my effort, there's nothing I could do to have made their experience better or the work I produce better, mm-hmm. I can still go home and lay my head down at night. Right,
1: right, right. Got to feel good.
0: Yeah, you have. To, and you know, <laughs> it's funny, I had a client recently and they said to me, they said, Anthony, uh, we, you didn't give your best self that day. And I said, what? really? I said, why would you say that? And they they said, we just didn't feel that. I said, well, I said, I can tell you that. They said, was something going on in your life? I said, well, number one, things go on in people's lives all the time, Mm -hmm. right? That's that's fact. People die, people live, people are born, accidents happen. I said, but I I have an amazing gift. And they said, what's that? I said, the uncanny ability that the second I get to work, I can put it on. Mm -hmm. Everything else that's going on in the world, tunnel vision right outside. Mm -hmm. So the dad goes, that's great. I said, maybe I just wasn't the right fit for you because I gave you a hundred percent of what I had. Right. There's nothing left on the table that day. Mm -hmm. I said, and secondarily, I said, you know, there's certain people who are just never happy with anything and you may fall into one of those two categories, Mm -hmm. but to sit here and diminish the work I put into your effort, that I won't accept.
2: Right, right. that's not the
0: truth. Right, right. And and I I only know that truth, right? And I only know that truth to be that I give every single client 100% of what I can that Mm -hmm. day. Um, And that is always 100%. I never leave anything on the table for them. Yeah.
1: I Um, don't think any of us who who do this and are successful at it ever put less than a hundred percent ever.
0: No, Cause you're only as good as the last time somebody saw you perform.
1: Yeah. And also yeah. like, just speaking from what I do, the minute my foot gets on that stage, it doesn't matter. Everything else has left me. What I'm doing on that stage is all I'm doing at that moment. Um, so the people that have brought me in to celebrate with them and create music for them for their event, it's me and them the minute I get on that stage. It, and I've been doing it long enough to know mm. that that it's always been the case mm. every time.
0: It's, you just mentioned your son. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think uh, A, we have recorded, but I saw mm-hmm. your your face light up when mm-hmm. you spoke about him. And I think just in general, 2019, the mm-hmm. the, the geopolitical world we live in, um, how do you balance being a successful female entrepreneur, running the business you do,
2: mm-hmm.
0: also being a mother? And I think now, I think kudos to women, more is expected of women now mm-hmm. in, our, in our current yeah. society than ever before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you, guys, you guys, women are expected to. You know, work full time, raise yes. a family, be a mom, balance everything. Oh, and be happy all the time, by and the way. Be <laughs> and be, and be fabulous. fabulous. And look fabulous mm-hmm. on top of all that. Right. Um, and, you know, children don't care that we work 90 hours. They just yeah. care that you're there for them. Mm-hmm. So how do you uh, – how have you balanced those Well, two? my
1: son has grown now, but how I did it was when I'm with him, I'm with him. Mm. I am not distracted. When I – I'm talking about when he was a, a sure. little one. When I'm at – Work, I'm at work. When I put them together, cause there was that period of time. And I think this is where music comes in that I'm kind of lucky with this. I taught him about music. Mm. So when he was really young, I would bring him to rehearsals and explain to him what's happening and this is happening and that's happening and have him try to remember melodies with me and mm. sing them with me. And then we'd practice them in the car on the way home. So I made him part of it, part of the process. Um, and that balance. I mean, I'm going to work on balance for the rest of my life, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to always kind of reset to make sure that you're balanced. So, he's he's older now, so I use my time differently, but when he was little, I made him part of this. Mm-hmm. But once he didn't once he was like in school and doing his own life, that's when I started letting it separate cuz he has to find his own
0: Does he have any aspirations to follow?
1: He's into acting and stage performing, but not singing. Okay. I think he can sing, ah. but he won't let me know that.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's half the battle is being comfortable on stage probably. Yeah, so.
1: yeah he's like comedic actor, very funny. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nothing like me. Ah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what are the biggest struggles you face day to day?
1: Day to day struggles. I think what I have to deal with is... How to make what I want to do work financially, mm. honestly.
0: So, someone will come in and that vision is there. And then now you have to say, well, in order to execute that vision. Right. This is what this. And then, and, and and I appreciate that you about you. Yeah. Right. Because I think, you know, and I'm going to make a, a, a statement here, which I think is in our industry, mm-hmm. people fall in love with some of this stuff too much
2: mm-hmm. and
0: they, they execute things that are not business correct, mm-hmm. um, i.e., throwing numbers out. Uh, I'm going to produce a wedding. It's going to charge the client 50000 but my cost of production was 48000 You made right.
2: $2,000. Right, I right. mean, at that point,
0: right. I'd say go be a barista at Starbucks, way less work, right. job right. security right. 401k. Mm-hmm. Um, now that job needs to be charged at 100000 but maybe mm-hmm. the client's not willing to pay that and they're not willing to balance those clients' expectations. Mm-hmm. So they run into what I would say then is a glorified hobby, mm-hmm. right? It's just spending it money. It all
1: depends to- though. It depends on when and where. And what I mean by that is... Sometimes you have an event that you know what you put into it mm-hmm. is setting the tone for what your work will be going forward. Yes. So um, so I guess it's taking a risk once in a while. You have to take those risks sometimes. You can't take them all the time. Mm. You have to take them once in, once in a while because when you have that client, this is the thing, you have a client that – is ready to try something that others might be afraid to try. You gotta use that. You gotta because they're on the they're they're taking the risk with you. So any of these people that are innovative in their thinking and they're doing an event that's innovative, that's your opportunity. They're giving you an opportunity yes. to stretch your wings and do something really fresh that sets the tone for the future. Mm-hmm. And that, those are the times that you got to go with it. You go with it because they're giving you an opportunity. Does that make sense? A
0: thousand percent. I've I've had clients, you know, where, you know, Mm -hmm. or or potential, the potential of who's going to be there. Right. You know, we, we double down and then, you know, I'll throw in extra stuff that I know will make that job far above and beyond. Right. You know, we just had a massive job where I brought way more than what I needed to. Mm -hmm. But I know because of who was
1: involved in that job. But it's also the line of thinking. So the way trends change are those people who are willing to try something that hasn't been done. Mm. And then the trends change. And that's the – I think what people don't understand about what you and I do for a living is we are doing the same thing that people see when they go watch the Oscars on TV or the Grammys or – We are setting, we are raising the bar for what music should be, what photography should be, where things are headed. And so anytime you have a potential client that has that same drive, you were talking about drive, that drive to just have, they want to walk into something different. Mm -hmm. You got to try it, you know? And I have always been happy that I've done it. But now, now we're talking about Instagram, you know, the Instagram and all the social media, (laughs) something fresh is on that phone now that we haven't seen before. And it changes the trends. And I think,
0: you know, it's interesting as a, you know, I think you either get Instagram savvy and social media savvy in today's Mm -hmm. day and age, um, or people who are not are going to be faced with incredible challenges Mm -hmm. in the next decade because Gen Zers are going to be the first generation that we service that yeah. have been raised in a digital age. Mm-hmm. So it's you know Netflix, Amazon, everything, everything. instantaneous, everything, Snapchat, TikTok, all these mm-hmm. apps. Their their entire life is spent, you know, through a virtual portal. Um, And I think it'll be an interesting – we're going to have this huge paradigm shift. And I think you know the people that continually produce amazing products Mm -hmm. while managing clients' expectations but also having a very strong social media savvy and sense and building that brand through social and continuing to do that will be the most successful over the next 10 years, whereas Mm -hmm. people who don't pay attention to that – and I see it because I look at a lot of people's social and I see them not being active enough or not putting – uh, the amount of attention they need into it. Now, I think the careful balance of that is, you know, someone like yourself per se. You mm-hmm. can't put a lackluster product on social, and yeah. I'm sure for you it might be really challenging to constantly see Instagram stories of your bands. Mm-hmm. Whereas what I just saw here live cannot be portrayed digitally. It just right. it doesn't. It, right. it literally will not translate. Right. But I was moved. Whereas in an Instagram right. story, I may not have been.
1: And you probably wouldn't have been. I would have clicked, yeah. It's, so it's knowing what your platform is. Your your stage is a platform. This room is a platform. Yes. Instagram is a platform. So it's interesting because I, I have things in the works about what I'll be doing in Instagram in 2020. And it's a new area to explore artistic ideas. Yeah. It's a new area to explore artistic ideas. So I'm not going to try to put on Instagram what you think you're going to see at an event because then again, once again, I'm not really showing you what we're doing because it's so it's wait and see. (laughs) I'm going to invite you back at the end of the year and we'll, we'll show you some of those, those things.
0: Yeah, Yeah. And I think it's important. And I think, you know, I think as I've, um, matured in this industry, I mm-hmm. like to use the word, right? We have an age, we've matured, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm 23 years in, is c- not reinventing yourself. Because like people say, you need to keep reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like that because I feel like we've built brands. We need to stay loyal to the brand. And if you reinvent the right. brand, that does a disservice. Right. But we're constantly upgrading the brand, right? So Apple hasn't right. reinvented the iPhone, but they do update it every eight right. months, right. Um And if they came out with a radically different iPhone tomorrow, people mm-hmm. would go, what is this? We, we love the iPhone brand. You have to mm-hmm. stay true to that device or true to that, mm-hmm. to that brand, but they do improve it. Right. So right. like us, I, you know, I'm constantly thinking of how can I improve what I already have, but not people always want change. Everything changes. And that, yeah. I don't think that necessarily is the right thing. Just make yeah. it what we have, refine what we have.
1: I agree with you. Um, I don't feel the need to reinvent. I'm with you on that. I, I do feel like what got me started is the same thing that's going to take me through the whole mm. journey. So, um, which is exploring musical ideas, ways of taking the 65 songs. If I played 65 songs 10 years ago and how I play those same 65 songs 10 years from now will be different. And I'm not saying I only play 65 songs, but I'm using that as an example of. How I present them will change. Yes. How I present them will change. They have evolve. They will evolve. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, talking about evolution, and, you know, I think something I've been talking about more now, um, and this is for especially the people who are younger in our industry, mm-hmm. you know, who maybe were 20 and are 30, in their early 30s mm-hmm. now, 08 um, and 09 was, was an interesting time for all of us. You know, mm-hmm. when, the, when the economy it crashed, crazy. it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I saw for me was, at that moment was opportunity. Where mm-hmm. some people saw a crisis, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the skies are falling. Um, so what I did was I doubled down on. I went. I bet double on myself. I said I'm either going to go all in right now, right. and I'm going to make a brand that's going to last a legacy. Right. I'm making a legacy brand, or it's it's going to go away, right? But mm-hmm. I'm going to give it everything I had, and in doing so. I offer my clients better service. Um, I remember I had clients calling me up who had just lost their jobs at Lehman Brothers, going, mm-hmm. "You know, I can't pay you your full balance. I literally have no job. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a job tomorrow." Right. And we said, "No, let, let, let's make something that's equitable for both of us. Right. Right? I need to stay employed. You're still having a beautiful wedding at the Pierre. Right. How do we bridge this gap? So maybe we give them a little discount, or we mm-hmm. throw them something extra, or we figure out payment terms." Those are the people that I built my literally my legacy yeah. on, and I know you came out of 08 and 09 and mm-hmm. you're here in 2019 yes. right now i also know and i've been saying this and people don't want to hear it because no one wants to hear the truth i feel like sometimes is oh wait, it's going to happen again it's cyclical, it's a cycle, yeah. and we're going to go through another wave down. Yep. Um, I've been very excited about this next wave down mm-hmm. because I feel like our industry has become oversaturated, mm-hmm. um, and I feel that people who have a higher business acumen and IQ are going to come through that even right. better again. Um, and it's part of life, right? Ups, downs, and ins, outs. Right. What did you do You know, 08? You know, and I'm always curious about that mindset, right? We all had clients.
1: So I got those calls, yeah. and, um, you know, we made it work. We did whatever we had to do to make them, here's the most important thing at that time. The people that called us with that same concern, I just lost my job, I don't have the budget I thought I had, I don't want that person walking away feeling like they're getting less than. That's the most important thing, is they have to feel as good about what we're doing as they did when they had more money. So they, truthfully, I gave them as much entertainment. It's entertaining people, that's the key. Like Here's what's going on right now. All of these events have all of this extra things happening to make an event seem over the top. But at the end of the day, people wanna sing, they wanna dance, and they wanna have fun. Make that happen. However you have to make that happen, have those core basic things in place where people are laughing, singing, smiling, dancing, and having fun. And that man that calls me, called me to tell me, I'm so sorry, I don't have the budget I had before, left feeling as good about that event mm. as the guy who had dancers flying from the ceiling and 60-piece gospel choirs singing their daughter down the aisle. Like, it, they have to feel as good about it. That, to me, was the most important thing. So A making it work, but making it for them financially, but also having them feeling just as good about it, if not better. Mm. You know?
0: Yeah, no, no, no. a thousand percent. Yeah. You gave more of yourself than you even needed to at those points. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and that's when you give more service. And I mean, service doesn't mean charging all the time. Service means your time. Answer that call. You know, be available when they're concerned, you're the one they're speaking to, you know, you're, they're not. And that's, that to me was the answer to that whole 2008 time. And, you know, those people are now having more weddings or 50th birthday parties or. And they're calling you. Yeah. And so it's really, it was a good learning experience.
0: I think too, all too often people bite their nose to spite their face, mm-hmm. you know, instead of making 2000 less, maybe. Right. on one job and right. not realizing that, hey, that potential client is going to be with you for the rest of your life. Right? They're always looking for immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always like to say, I'm willing to sell today for tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? And always looking down the road. Right. So I'll make a little less today knowing that tomorrow I'm going to be rewarded mm-hmm. for that delayed gratification.
1: And here's what's really great about me, you, others like us in our industry, we're good at what we do. So when... We're faced with a situation like that. Just using what we've got is we're good at what we do. We know our clients are going to be happy and they're going to have a great experience. We don't need all the hoopla all the time to have them have a great, excuse me, have a great experience.
0: Well, it's funny using the word experience, right? So mm-hmm. I was treated to one this morning, right? <laughs> and and where, where did that experiential almost presentation come from because that didn't just come out of the blue right. and I know you, you mentioned that you treat your clients to that experience and yes. then basically you know for again we're going to have this in the clip but basically, it was a private concert for yes. I mean we happen to be recording it but right. it was really a, a treat and mm-hmm. I was like wow this is unbelievable and I know you present that to your clients Yes, where did that like that just come from because it, I've never seen someone present their work in such well, a way I-
1: it started with me just being a singer. So I'm not in good voice this today, but... Um, so if I'm sitting with a client, like I'm sitting and I'm talking to you, I always would explain my musical ideas to them by singing it to them. Mm. So John Legend's all of me wants all of you. So I'll sing it to them. Or I could do it this way. Or let's try this song. And I found myself always singing the ideas to them. Mm. So then eventually... I'd have a guitar player on hand, you know, and say, oh, let's try. And the guitar player would start, all of me loves all of you, with a guitar player. And slowly I built it into, because what I learned is, again, that's that connection piece. I am watching their body language Mm. and seeing what's working and what's not. So if, if what I'm doing is making that mom of the bride get misty, I'm doing this right. If they're just feeling... Mm -hmm. this is not the right way to do it. So that's where it started from was this exchange, like back and forth on how to get them where we want them emotionally. It started with ceremonies and creating that emotional musical experience that even I've had hedge fund guys and like people who have very hard, you know, full-time around-the-clock jobs that are stressful come in here And actually, be able to like forget about the planning and just enjoy Mm. what's happening.
0: Yeah, I felt it this morning. I forgot Mm. about this weekend. Mm -hmm. I forgot about how hard I worked, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Wow, this music's amazing!"
1: You know, all of a sudden, it's they stop checking the phone and they stop with the watch and the emails. Now they're in it, and Mm. so it evolved into this like private concert.
0: And it's interesting because I feel like now, especially, um, especially as Gen Z starts to develop experiential. Uh, marketing businesses is where it's going to be and that, that if you don't separate yourself from the middle of the pack Mm -hmm. with that, you're going to have a business that's not necessarily very successful down the line. And I see big brands like Chanel, Mm -hmm. Glossier going after these experiential marketing, like Chanel just opened up an atelier where you can go play with Chanel makeup, Mm -hmm. um, they never had anything like that before. You know, right. as a matter, and But again, it's completely Instagram friendly. Right. Um, but it's experiential. You literally can go touch and play with everything that Chanel offers mm-hmm. at their atelier in Soho. Um, and I see brands now following suit with that. You know, it could be right. North Face putting a freezer in their store. You put the North Face jacket on, go sit in the freezer and see if it works.
1: Yeah, I mean – Same concept. We, this is all the things that kind of get us out of that Instagram. Mm. Like, oh, this is what it feels like, mm. you know. We want people to have experiences. It's just that simple. Just have great experiences. I love the North Face thing. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I knew about Chanel, but I yeah, didn't yeah. know about they, North Face. North
0: Face will have freezers sometimes, and then you can jump in. I think it's North Face. And you can go in the freezer in the jacket
1: mm-hmm. and
0: see if it works. Super cool. It's super cool. <laughs> great. I mean, the yeah, proof of the pudding. Let's see if it actually keeps you warm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, the, pri- the private concert idea is just simply for people to have an experience with what they've chosen. Before that big day, mm. mm-hmm. and be part of the process of creating it. They're part of the creating of the music. Mm. It's super cool.
0: So I know you've gotten to perform with some really cool people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe Paul McCartney yep. um, and Rihanna. So, yeah, Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's that like though? Like, so you're Paul McCartney's a guest at the wedding, right? So. Yes. That's, let's go, you know that going into the party.
1: So let me tell you, (laughs) I got to tell you a cute Paul McCartney thing. Um, You know what an NDA is? uh, Mm -hmm, Of course. There's a lot of events I can't talk about Mm because I sign NDAs, but I had one event that was for a celebrity person and Paul McCartney was a guest and he came up and he went over to my piano player with his beautiful accent and said, can you, I think it was, I saw her standing there. Can you do that? My friend. Would you mind? So sweet doing it in E-flat. So we broke into the song in E-flat. Hmm. Then he came up at another thing I did. and Separate he, event. Separate. Uh-huh. And could you play? He goes, could you play I Saw Her Standing There in E-flat? And I said, absolutely. And he said, great. Then the third time, mm-hmm. three times, <laughs> um, out on Long Island last year, he came up to me and I'm like, and he's like, And I said, wait a minute, let me guess. I saw her in three E-flat. He goes, yes. And we did it. It was fun. He's really super sweet.
0: What's the mindset when you're going into it? I know all your events, you have the same mindset, but there's got to be a little bit added pressure when you're having uh, a guest in the audience, like a
1: Paul McCartney or no? No. I got to tell you, my players are insane. I have incredible musicians. So- my music like my lead guitarist has been on tour with Sting for the past 3 mm. weeks. Um I have doubles of every instrument that I sure. you know have. So um I'm really lucky. I can't say it enough. So Lionel Richie has come up and performed with us multiple times. Um we learn, you know, he tells us how he wants it, we do it and off we go. And it's it doesn't feel the only way I can explain it is it doesn't feel even though these people are icons when you're on doing this language this music language mm. with another musical person that's what it is mm. and it's it's just a great experience and they love it with us and we love it with them that's been that's how it's felt over the times that I've done it and mm. it's been enough times now that <laughs> it's that same sure. vibe we're all speaking this musical language mm. Musicians love to be around other great musicians. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. Well, that's cool. It's fun. Lionel was super fun. Like yeah. three times with him too. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: And when now the, my own curiosity, just as a non-musician, I want you to educate me a little bit here. When he comes up and goes three E flat, right? Is it you guys know that automatically? So, and it just and go.
1: So. Again, it's like a language. So they might come up and say, I'm going to do a bridge and a chorus and a verse and in E flat. And if you don't mind, give me a fill before this. And then boom, you just do it.
0: And it's just second nature mm-hmm. you guys, are just yeah. able to jump on it, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But again, I can't credit me for that. I have to credit my players. Sure. It's not about me at all. It's about them. They're amazing. Oh. And I'm really lucky. So you saw it earlier. You just say "bing, bang, boom," and they're like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. just do it."
0: <laughs> and then you, you, as an entrepreneur, right, and as, and as a business owner, the I'm sure the amount of work, right? Because some people don't really, yeah, someone said to me, "Oh, you have the best job in the world." I'm like, "You show up on a weekend and shoot a wedding." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Let me break my day down for you, my man. Right, you know, right. it's uh, Saturday, 10 a.m. Meet the crew." Mm-hmm. drive out to Long Island to be traffic, get mm-hmm. breakfast, work till 1 a.m., bring everybody back to the city, drop them off 3 a.m., mm-hmm. get home, re-back up all our memory. Like, you know, there's, yeah. that's, and that was just that. There was yeah. an engagement sheet, the booking, the time in, all right. those things that go into it. A
1: lot of time.
0: A lot of time, you know, making sure my full-time staff of aid in the office and my 15 photographers are paid, you know, fed. Sure. Like all the things that go into the back end, Mm -hmm. the things that nobody sees or nor the client ever cares about, you know, Mm -hmm. client said to me recently, I need a bigger discount. I said, listen, I I could do that, but then I can't feed my staff. And he looks at me and goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I have a team, you know, they need to. You guys Eat, are there literally. for a long time. Well, I mean, but literally like, you know, we have it even in the office, you know, mm-hmm. and I have a full-time staff, you know, and yeah. met some of them today shooting and mm-hmm. they, they want to get paid. They like, I'm sure they like where they work, but <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, the paycheck every two weeks right. is, 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 is important. important. Mm-hmm. So for yourself, as your business is scaled, you obviously have more than just MBO, mm-hmm. um, what are some of the, you know, whether it's managing talent, managing your own personal time, right? There's only one of you and, mm-hmm. and as you direct your organization and the way it's headed, what are some of those hurdles that you face? Um, you know, providing payroll, all the things that I say come in, you know, taxes, mm-hmm. uh, the actual running of your business.
1: So, um, I have a gentleman named Benny Hansen who you've met, who runs the day to day, all of that mm-hmm. payroll and, um. Anything operational, he handles, and I handle everything creative. Mm. So he's freed me up from having to deal with operations. I mean, we meet about it. We talk about it. It's it's a conversation all the time. But he frees me up so I can stay in my my zone, if you will, mm. creatively.
0: And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Is, is knowing, like for me at least, knowing that organizationally I might not be the best, mm-hmm. right? And hiring around that. You know, yeah. so I have my Benny is Sylvia have mm-hmm. Julia, right? So I have uh, two people in my office. Sylvia is my organizational production task oriented. Mm-hmm. Things need to get done. Crack the whip. Mm-hmm. Um, and Julia is my personal assistant who does literally everything. I don't know how I literally now four years later. I don't know how I lived my life. Oh, prior to
1: I remember um, when I was doing all of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it sucked.
1: <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um,
0: now I like to get out of the office at eight thirty, I'm midnight. You know, and um, but also I think there's something really inherent about what you're saying is you wanted to focus in on the creative. And the more you can focus in on the creative, the better the experience you can offer your clients because you're not run down with the mundane tasks of the actual operating of the business. Exactly. And if you have someone like Benny in place, and for people who maybe only have one person, maybe that, you know, my advice to them as they're listening to this and they don't have a business that has scaled, Mm -hmm. if you're just that single operator, it's hiring a virtual assistant, you know, and finding someone who maybe helps you reply to emails or Mm -hmm. delegating some of those tasks. Because if you had to do that all, you couldn't be 100% yourself.
1: Right. And also... On like a, a business advice coming from that perspective, if I were giving someone who's building a business now, especially a creative business, you have to you have to value your time a certain way. Mm. So if you were hiring yourself as an employee, how much would it cost per hour to have that person? And would you use so let's talk about lawyers. Would you use your $850 an hour lawyer? doing bookkeeping, you know, so you, you, you have to put a value on your time and then you have to know when the time is right to find the person to handle that stuff. Mm -hmm. Because as you're building your business, your own time monetarily, you have to use it correctly. If you're looking at yourself as an employee of your Mm -hmm. own business. So I'm not a good bookkeeper. So I'm not, I should not be spending those valuable minutes and dollars doing bookkeeping. Yes. Um, and every new business owner has to know when it's time to separate those and understand their own value. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you're a startup. Do it all. Hey, you do it all. There's no money. Mm-hmm. Do it all. You, d- you yeah. do it all. But eventually, you're almost working against yourself if you're not putting that value on your own time. Where are you most valued is the best business advice you could give anybody. That's a,
0: another good quote from Mary mm. Matt, where are you most valued? I like that one.
1: Yeah, where are you most valued? Absolutely. My greatest value is sitting with a client, mm-hmm. producing their music for them. And my second greatest value is my relationship with talent.
0: Mm. Yeah, I saw that today. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just that connection that you had inherently. There's a, you know, it was just in right. there. And it was seamless. Right. You know, and obviously that's not developed overnight. You know, and, and you see that, that, that's. That's 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 when we were talking about the process is being able to jump in and just do this and mm-hmm. everyone know exactly what you're talking about. Right. That takes time. Mm-hmm. And that's years of work and mm-hmm. dedication put into a craft that now when you see it, it looks so seamless. People don't realize right. that it that no, that's a lifetime of work that went yeah. into that one second. Right. You know? And a client will come in sometimes and go, Well, why is that your price? It's only ten hours a day and I'm like, No, it's my lifetime. And I always mess this up. So mm-hmm. some Picasso draws, I don't know if you know the story, Picasso draws a, a thing on a napkin and the woman goes, I want it. Mm. And uh, she, I think he, I forgot what price he said, but he, maybe he goes, it's 50,000 US. And the woman goes, well, it just took you a second. And Picasso looks at them and It'll goes, 20 took, years. took me my life.
2: Yeah,
0: And... It's the value of that, and I've always mm-hmm. thought back to that story when clients come into me and go, "Well, it's just eight hours." I'm like, "No, you're paying for my 24 years of experience. Mm-hmm. You're paying for the fact that a. I'm going to show up. B. I'm going to give you 100 percent of my time mm-hmm. and my efforts. But C. I'm also going to run your day in a way that someone right. who doesn't have that experience simply can't." And they go, well, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, when when I started, you know, 18 years ago, I couldn't give you what I give you today. I right. just didn't know any better at that yeah. point. And now." through those hurdles and all those obstacles um, you become something different you're the sum of your failures not your successes mm-hmm. right so all the mistakes you make in a business and thumb big mm-hmm. back and all those things that's how you that's how you become who you are now mm-hmm. that's the diamond right being crushed by all those things that you do and if you can have the wherewithal like you're saying to keep showing up keep producing fall in love with the process that to me is where the beauty and the success lies mm-hmm.
1: I agree I agree it takes. Listen, experience is to have, I, I, I love where I am now because of that experience. Mm. I love what I've learned and how I can implement it in everything I do. And also, I think the word intuitive, it keeps coming up. I think we develop that ability to read situations. Mm-hmm. That's what experience teaches you. It's not just, mm. you know, this is how you angle a camera. It's know. like you have, you learn how to read your environment. From for the sure. experience,
0: yeah. You know, an intuition isn't just something that's created overnight. I feel like you develop that you develop from, it. from those experiences. Mm-hmm. And that is where true success lies. And I feel like a lot of people back down from those challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, they're afraid to fear or they're afraid to try new things. You know, for me, I wanted to do a show for a while, right? That's what we're doing right mm-hmm. now. Um, and my ego got in the way. I'm like, ah, ow. And, in, in, and I mean ego in the sense of, It goes both ways ego saying you're not good enough to do that. Or mm-hmm. if you do it and it doesn't work, you already have a reputable business. You don't want to put yourself out there. Meanwhile, this is the best thing from an artistic standpoint that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Number one, sucking at something in the beginning is beautiful because it, yeah. humbles, it humbles you. Mm-hmm. You know, Trying something new actually mm-hmm. makes you better at what you're already yeah, And it makes you better at what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's given me a new sense of purpose, a new sense of drive, and it's making me a better photographer, ironically, which mm-hmm. was never the intended purpose. Right. I just love it. Of talking about business and having conversations like this. Right, and you're but, learning. And I'm, mm-hmm. I've learned more by doing this than I have probably anything else now in my adult life because I'm able to engage with people like yourself and I'm like hearing things and I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's on it. Like, and now I'm thinking, okay, now the business mind's clicking right. as literally as you're speaking. I'm like, we need to change that. And as <laughs> soon as I walk out of here, Sylvia's, Sylvia's scared behind the camera because she knows she's going to get like 18 emails tonight. You know,
2: Sorry, Sylvia. <laughs> I
0: apologize now, but it's the, it's it's the truth. Like you were saying, I can't shut it off. Mm-hmm. You know, The other night I'm on a walk, sun setting. I'm with the dog on the West side highway. I start emailing Sylvia. I'm like, hey, I have a great idea for another podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the entrepreneur, shoot him in front of food trucks while we eat food, cut him into two minute clips. And she's right. like, Dude, like let's. No, <laughs> you know, I love that though. You know, when the suit, can you we, want do it now? Yeah, like, we can do it. Can let's I make it. First? you could be the first. All right, you heard right. it here. She's I'm doing it. So, totally so, there down. you go. Food <laughs> trust. You know, but what we talked about before was Sylvia is my guiding grace in life, and I tell mm-hmm. her this all the time because I come up with the idea. She now knows how to implement that idea in a way that's going to be done thoughtfully, provocatively. Mm-hmm but also put the production value behind it. Mm-hmm. And that was the amazing thing is is also what we we're talking about is 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 for me doing the show is giving up a lot of control um, and, and and tapping into the fact that I have Gabriel who's a great uh, cinematographer and Sylvia who has a production background from HBO mm-hmm. and letting them do their thing. And I noticed you probably noticed them telling me to stop doing what I was doing before. Like they're like, yeah. get away, get away, get away. Yes. Um, because I'm in their world now, yeah. you know, and, and, and being able to appreciate being in their world as creating TV content and YouTube content right now is also been very humbling, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's also the, again, the, the unintended result has made me a better photographer and now ultimately is going to make me a better business owner.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not knowing where you're going to land. Yeah. That's great.
0: You know, and, and the one thing I have to say that I've always loved about you and your band is you have no ego. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting mm-hmm. because as successful as your organization is and has become, and I know will go on to be, it's never really about you. Like you almost, and I never see you like not the, the, the band leader crowd surfing. That's not mm-hmm. you. Right. It's about the client. It's about your musicians. Right. Um, you're directing everything. And I'm your attention everything. to detail is insane. Mm-hmm. I see it. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I see the eyes, like hawk eyes. <laughs> like one person's out of place. <laughs> I saw it today. you're like, Duh, <laughs> Duh, I, don't, I don't know what it means, I, but I know. <laughs> Mary is making, making a correction, but there's something really beautiful about that mm-hmm. because in today's day and age of social media, everyone wants to be the forefront, right in right. front, and that's not necessarily always the most.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not my brand. Mm. I'm the music is the brand.
0: I know. Mm. I, I even felt when I was like, we're going to sit down today. I'm like, "Marion is so not, this is, this is, <laughs> I know this is out of your wheelhouse right now. Right. Right. Like you're, you want to be, uh, you'd probably rather be on the other side playing music. than doing Yeah. Right now.
1: I'm, I'm definitely a behind the scenes, but on stage at the same time, it's, it's a balance. It's cool. Yeah. I'm up there. I'm, I'm, I'm steering the whole thing. I, the whole, that whole night is coming out of my mm. brain. But, um, but I like, I like watching the process as much as being in it. And I, and I just, and as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, I have such a great roster of talent. Like, why would I make it all about me? Yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, I am so lucky. I get to play, perform with the greatest people. So I have the greatest clients and I perform with the the greatest, most talented, lovely people. Mm. It's It's an amazing experience. I leave the end of the night, and it's interesting because, you know, I'm tired at the end of the night. I never get off that stage, and um, it's a very high, high high-energy performance. And I leave, and I just feel like lucky. like I got to play with those people. I got to
2: Mm.
1: have my guitarist and my piano player with me, and my favorite singers are with me, and I'm lucky. It's great.
0: When did you know that you were on to something? Was there an aha moment where you said, okay, I see MBO, I see where it's going, um, or the big breakthrough moment.
1: The big breakthrough moment. I want to say a long time ago, there, there was a family that hired me. God, I don't even know how long ago. I'm trying to think. Um, and I came and did an event with them. And I had the four or five singers that I brought in that never had done this work and i wanted to have my own sound
2: mm-hmm.
1: and everyone thought i was crazy and i spent time with the singers i spent time with the musicians um, i had coffees with them and dinners with them to get to know what they're who they were or on an artistic standpoint and then i started putting that lineup out mm. and i was like oh my god it was it that was, was that. fire it was fire that was it mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of those people are still with me in different capacities. Sure. hmm
0: Was that pivotal in your business or was that more so just the business was already on its way to being where it was and that was just a jump
1: point? That was when I knew about my ability to see something mm. in, in artists that weren't developed yet. That's when I knew. uh uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. And would you say that? Because fundament- I'll tell
1: you after my first few events, I would have people calling me like, how did you do that? How did uh-huh. you do that? Yeah.
0: And would, do you think that was the fundamental shift in your business that separated you from everybody else?
1: hmm So when clients meet with me, they will, you know, we're in this time where everyone needs to see video and everyone needs to see everything. And I, I try to explain to them, let's not do that. I'll show you some things. I'm happy to show you some things. But I might see someone. That at a club or singing guitar, like a solo singer, songwriter, guitar gig, or I might see someone and they have to be, I I need to put them on your event because I know what they're going to provide and Mm -hmm. offer. Number one, I'm not going to call you and say, I need to charge you for an, an extra number of dollars to add this person. You're hiring me for what I see and what I'm going to do. And my, what I, I call it musical muscle, for uh-huh. my musical muscle, you don't want me pointing out exactly every single thing I'm doing because from now until a year from now, I may find some artist that blows my mind and I'm putting them on your event. And that's, I, I, I remember a few years ago, there was that Despacito song that was a huge hit, huge, huge yes. hit. And we found a singer that, had that quality, the singing quality. And I met with him in a studio, worked out all the stuff, and boom, he was on every event. Not one client got a phone call that I'm charging you. Ah. You know, um, so you got to be able to, I feel, and I educate my clients on this, you got to let me do what I do, and I promise you I will do it very well. Mm. I'm happy to say yes, this, this, and this, but not the whole, I have to customize sometimes Mm. to make it. Super hot and fresh.
0: That makes total sense. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? For people, I'm a big car guy. And I, and I mean, if you want to go to Ferrari, you can actually custom build your own Ferrari. Right. Um, and they will let you do that within mm. the ram, per, within the right. wall and the right. confines of what a Ferrari is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But that being said, if you have the discretionary income, you know they will let you do it. But you have to give them control with your input. And it sounds like the yeah, same thing. Because yeah, because they know what they're they doing. They know what they're doing. So you can give them mm-hmm. some input. It's gonna mm-hmm. be your car. It's customized right. within the within the the wall of what Ferrari does. I have
1: a I have a performer that's been with me for a very long time, and if you watch him on a video, you're not gonna get it. Yeah, you're not gonna get it. When you have him in that room with you, you don't know what you would have done without him. Yeah, and that's where I have to have people just understand. Like you got, I got you.
0: <laughs> it, well, it's it's the experience. Yeah. If, you, if you haven't had, you know. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been in a car that's going 205 miles an hour, it's hard to explain what that feeling feels like mm-hmm. just on a YouTube video, mm-hmm. right? Because there's tons of YouTube videos. But until you're in the car going that fast mm-hmm. and there's however many 1.5 G's being placed on your body and you can't move, literally, you're glued yeah. to the seat at 205, um, until you've had that experience,
2: you don't know. You don't know what
0: it is. Yeah. Right. And you, to show it on a video doesn't actually right. translate to what the actual spiritual experience of mm-hmm. going in that car is. And it's the same, I'm sure, for music.
1: You know, we had um, a destination event. And the, so the, 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 the timing of the event had been talked over and talked over many, many, many times. And um, so we flew in, it was a very remote area, flew the group in, um, did a sound check, all of the things that one would need to do for a very high-end but intimate event. Mm-hmm. And um, something went wrong in the middle of the event And the power didn't just go out, it was gone. It was not coming back. And the performers, our performers, all went acoustic Mm. and got on the dance floor. And we did like a sing-along out of nowhere.
0: Must have been, I bet you it was amazing, yeah.
1: It was amazing. (laughs) And um, we did all songs that you could recognize that you would sing to with the instruments that could go acoustic. Mm These people had an amazing experience. Sounds like a great party. Amazing experience. And that is the, that's what you need. That type of thinking when you're bringing talented people in to do an event for you. They have to be able to troubleshoot. And so that those guests, they didn't know the power went out. The guests did not know that this party was different than what the the client had originally planned for. Yeah. They didn't know. Well,
0: sometimes life gives you lemonade, lemons, mm-hmm. you make lemonade, or you let them rot. You know, mm-hmm. it's the choice. And, right. But I also feel like in those opportunities, that's where the differentiation between good and great become. You know, mm-hmm. you could have easily been like, oh, sorry, there's no power. Right. And clients walk away and go, oh, or you just snap into we it. We took congas,
1: acoustic guitar, upright bass, yep. saxophone. And singers. And we literally did American Pie. Bye bye, Miss <laughs> America. I mean, like <laughs> it was so fun. Amazing. And the stars were in the sky. I mean, it was outside. It was amazing. Yeah. It was sick. So these are the experiences that these are this is what you learn. You figure it out. that's what experience teaches us, right? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean it's funny, like without the experiences. You know, the ups and downs, the, you know, the trials and tribulations, you're not who you are in your current space, you know, mm-hmm. and it might sound a little like, uh, esoteric, but it's true if it, that you're the sum of those, you mm-hmm. know, and everything doesn't always go right in business nor in life. And mm-hmm. it's what you do with those moments, um, when you're tested the greatest that I feel like. The other thing too, I think is when you surround yourself with an amazing team
1: Yeah, I have you're a in really those
0: great moments, team. you know, and I know that when she, you have a great team, thank you. And mm-hmm. I, but I know when shit goes wrong, they double down. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, something's, you know, this happened at an event. Mm -hmm. um, You know, last year we had a client calls me up on Monday and this is a crazy story. Dad was very sick for the wedding.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: He was dying of cancer. Calls me Monday and goes, uh, he's not going to make it past the week. But uh, I know the wedding was last week. Can you have my video for me tomorrow? Bro, I got you. Uh, It might not be perfect. Yeah. I got you. But you did it. I did it. And I saw them this past Saturday. Mm -hmm. Rod came up to me and she was crying. And she goes, I just want you to know, my dad was on his literally his deathbed. And she goes, and this, these things, you couldn't have scripted this. Oh, my God. You're going to yeah. make me cry. She goes, it was a Wednesday, I think. And she said, uh, it's at night, and he's dying. You know, the doctor said he probably so he got to see the video. He literally, his last moments on this earth was him watching their wedding video. And they said... The groom comes up to me and goes, bro, I, I can't – he goes, it's a, it, was a movie, it was a Hallmark movie. He goes, we're sitting there on the computer. Her dad is tearing up mm-hmm. knowing that this is his last day on earth and he got to relive him walking <sighs> his daughter down the aisle. Oh,
2: my goodness.
0: And the groom goes, you know, I know a lot of other people wouldn't have been able to do that for us. You know, and you, I called you. There was without hesitation. You told me you'd handle it. Li- you know, I literally was like, hey, mm-hmm. bro. I, I can e send That's it to great, you. That's great, dude. You did it. <laughs> we did it. But mm-hmm. it's moments like that that you know, my team. I was like, "Hey, Gabe, I need you to fucking edit this right now." You know, like yeah, hey, yeah. like this, and they, made is, it and they made it happen. You know, it wasn't me. I can't edit the mm-hmm. video. I don't know the first thing about editing videos. But I do know that a I did it out of the soul goodness of my heart. B right. those clients will 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 never forget that,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: the amount of business they've sent me. I mean, it's just, it, and it wasn't because what we were talking about before, I did it out of love. And when it I got out of out it, love. was a reward. Yeah. And one thing I've, you know, this year for me has been, I've shifted my framework as an entrepreneur to go from looking to grow into looking to serve. Mm-hmm. So now I look at my team and I say, how can I serve you?
1: Thank you. That's the word. And
0: serve. And so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. at service of the people who work in my company they don't work for me. I serve them and we work together. And Mm -hmm. the paradigm shift in my office and my company culture Mm -hmm. has been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And I look at it and say, how can I make your life better?
2: Mm -hmm. I may
0: not be Apple and I may not be able to pay you millions of dollars a year or Google, Mm -hmm. but what can I do to provide you a better quality of life, a better place that you come to work? And it's solely from that shift Mm -hmm. of looking to serve, with nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Guess what happens though? It's crazy. They give more than ever before. and I give more than ever before and mm-hmm. everyone wins. And we, and that's how
1: I feel about my team. Thank you for that word. Cause it's exactly that. That's what I'm talking about with what we were saying earlier is that, you know, I've been given these gifts mm-hmm. and, you know, and some of those gifts are the, you know, are the people that I'm surrounded by.
0: Yeah. I mean, and for me, it even goes a little deeper. You know, I, I've cherished the fact that I'm the only one born in the United States that works in my office. And I think.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and I think it's been a really cool experience to not have mm-hmm. that, people born I think born I'm in the country. only
1: New Yorker yeah. in my, I, I don't think.
0: I mean, if you go a step yeah. further, I mean, I have, you know, people who've come from uh, Venezuela, whose country's fallen apart people who right. left uh, my assistant communist russia so their mm-hmm. perspective communist cuba and you know and uh, their perspective on life is inherently so different than ours that the gratitude to be able to have a job like this you know we mm-hmm. just hired somebody from cuba this i know this is a side note and i said what was your job like she's like i have a master's in fine art in cuba what would you make a year mm-hmm. uh, she goes a year <laughs> she goes i was paying 34 a month And when the chicken, when they had chicken at the market, she's middle class, they would buy a month's worth of chicken because in Cuba, you may not be able to buy chicken for a few more months because it's rationed. So Mm -hmm. they would fill their freezer up with chicken. So when she comes to work here, she goes, this is amazing. I have a great job, you know, and and it's been interesting, you know, and I I think culturally, um, just as a side note, I think Americans, we take a lot for granted. You know, we have, we have it so good Oh my goodness. And then especially people like you and I who are so privileged to work at some of these weddings. Yeah. So sometimes I, I feel like I lose touch with reality and it keeps me yes. in check that.
1: Let's look at the rainbow room, the <laughs> plaza. These are, these are spaces that are known all over the world. Yeah. And we're in them. We're really, That's, that's. We're, we're Really lucky. It's we're a blessing. Really blessed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um. I love the word you're using about serving because that's how I feel. I feel like it, serve everyone around you, yep. you know, the clients, the talent, the people that are in your day to day all the time.
0: So I have a question. I mm-hmm. ask all my guests okay. and uh, it's, it's a good one. It's a, it's a big one for you. So if you could give yourself one, just one, only one piece of advice from 10, 15 years ago, that would radically one change piece your life. Of advice just one single or piece of years advice ago. Yeah. The younger Marianne speaking to the the younger Marianne now. Um,
1: <laughs> I think probably just as far as you know, doing all everything I've done musically I wouldn't take I wouldn't change. And everything I've done relationship wise, I wouldn't change. Mm-hmm. I think what I would change is not being too hard on myself and mm-hmm. too hard on those around me. Mm. that's, I think, I think that's it is, um, I think we're hard on ourselves when we start a business. If I I don't know, were you? I still am. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's interesting. Like when people say that if we weren't as hard on ourselves as we are, would we be where we are? And I always come back to, I don't know if we would, you
1: know, but I think what I'm really saying is I think that me being hard on me resulted in me being hard on people around me. Yeah. So that, I think, yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Cause my, my need for perfection, mm. my need for like how. The
0: expectation, other people's drives yeah, will match ours. Yeah.
1: And what I've definitely learned is to give things time, that everything needs time to develop and, you know, put the, put people where, and myself included, put people where they are best suited until they're ready for the next step. Mm. Hmm.
0: And then another question for you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, the one you're most, uh, an answer with the, the, what you're most comfortable with, please, is the biggest failure that you've learned the most from.
1: I mean, I guess I've never looked at anything as failure. Mm. I think like everything to me is a lesson. Mm, the like, biggest a, lesson you've learned. It's an opportunity. So the biggest lesson is to whatever stage I'm in, to stay in that stage for a little mm. a little while longer, maybe than I should than would have, mm. like sit in the like. So as you build, you are you're building your business, and you get to a certain place. I think you gotta sit in that place a little a little longer than maybe I have in certain occasions, because I just love to keep. I know growing, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean growing like expanding a business. I mean, growing. Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our own personal growth. And as an yeah. artist, you want to keep pushing the line. I want
1: to be honest. I, I, I don't, I haven't seen, I don't see it as anything as failure. I think failure is a good word actually. Cause in, in the sense that I just don't like what people think failure means. Cause failure mm. means you've lost to mm. me. That's my definition mm. of it. And I don't feel like I've ever lost. I mm. feel like I've had bumps and I'm like, <sighs> And I'm so grateful for what I le- learned from that bump, yeah, mm-hmm. or the hiccup, or mini earthquake, or whatever it is. I've, the the value of what I've learned from it is so much greater than what I lost. That's why it doesn't feel like a loss. So,
0: so if the world ended today, what would your legacy be, and what would people remember you most for?
1: I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I guess. Honestly, I just want my son to know that he had a mom who loved him and mm-hmm. my family. That's the most important thing. Um, and my legacy, I guess, just that I always, I just always want to. I, I, I guess, my mark is that I entertained people mm. and and helped people to sing and help people to laugh
0: and brought love. Mm-hmm. You said it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that was
1: yeah, totally poignant. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny about legacy. Cause I never think in those terms. And then recently someone's been saying my legacy, my legacy. And I asked them, what is it? So to me, my legacy is just, I hope people remember, you know, she helped us sing and laugh and Mm. helped us have a good time. Mm. So that's about it. That's beautiful. Simple.
0: So I want to be uh, super respectful of your time because thank if you. there's one thing I know is that you are busy. Yes. Um, I want to thank you for doing this. I know doing these things on Mondays for uh, for our industry folk <laughs> who are busy um, is a lot to ask. Um, but more Not so, I all. just I want to applaud you for, for just being a beautiful human being, for dedicating yourself to the process and producing the work that comes out of that. I think it's admirable, commendable, and it needs to be applauded. Um, and for people who haven't seen you live, It all makes so much more sense to me now Mm -hmm. Um, why it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I just want to thank you for that. I want to thank thank you for being here. Thank you for
1: having me. No, please. And thank you for visiting my place.
0: No, please. Thank you for having Mm -hmm. us. And if you kindly would, just tell everyone uh, where they can find you and best way to reach you uh, on social and also if they want to hire you for their events.
1: So we're elementmusic.com. Okay. My Instagram is elementmusicnyc, if I remember correctly. Yes. (laughs) And then I have my own personal Instagram, but it's, you know, Marianne Bennett Music.
0: Fantastic. Well, we'll, we'll include that in all the notes so people can find you guys Absolutely. as well. So.
1: And behind you, see right behind you over there, those pedals, uh-huh. that's from my first piano that I wrote my first songs on. Ah. So those are the foot pedals of the piano. Very cool. So it's been a long, fun road.
0: And that was only like two years ago. So only we like
1: <laughs> six months ago.
0: All right. Well, everybody, you heard it here. You heard it with Marianne. Uh, she is to be learned from. I think that goes without saying. So please listen to what she's saying. If you are looking to build an iconic brand, if you are looking to elevate the level of your business, uh, this is definitely one of the people to learn that from. So oh, thank you for you. sharing I all your that. knowledge with us.
1: Thanks. It's been right. a great day. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Hey, everybody. Doing this has been an absolute journey and an amazing time. I have learned so much. And I want to thank you all for listening in. If you kindly would, we would just ask you for your support. Uh, If you've liked the show, if you've gained anything from it, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or any of the other platforms where you are viewing this. We would greatly appreciate it and it means the world. Thank you so much for listening in. You can find us online at anthonyvasquezworkshops.com as well as on social, on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube at Anthony Vasquez Workshops. We look forward to seeing you there.